that's exactly what financial maturity is. Being reckless. Not reckless. Reckless is a misunderstanding of what he just described. But what he described is financial maturity. Financial maturity is not having money. It is knowing what to do with your finances. Setting priorities correctly. That's the difference between a boy and a man. The ability to think, alright, let's sit down, let's pray about this. Let's, let's, um... The ability to solve financial problems, right? From where you are. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Men of David on Kingdom World Radio, the gospel radio that helps you know Christ and live by his truth. If this is your first time listening to this program, Men of David is a program where men gather to discuss issues affecting them, learn how to deal with their challenges and become better versions of themselves. We implore you to please join this conversation on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the KW Radio. Your feedback is equally welcome by mail if you send it to radio at pastor.ng. I will introduce my topic and my guest for today after this short time, so please stay tuned. My name is Ifan Uchuku Diwoke. Welcome back. If you are just joining us, this is Kingdom World Radio and the program is Men of David. Our discussion focus for today is... Um, about readiness for marriage and we're asking the question are you really ready for marriage there's a single man of david are you really ready for marriage is it really time for you to get married are you equipped to get married are you prepared for getting married that's what we want to discuss and to do justice to this discussion i've been joined by two christian men who have been married for years and then in the course of our discussion with them we hope to learn what actually makes a man ready for marriage and then how to get ready for marriage one of my guests is uh, mr chibuikem chuku emeka mr chibuikem thank you very much for joining us on men of the video today thank you my pleasure my second guest is pastor dami ezako Pastor Dami has been married for five years. Pastor Dami, thanks for joining us on Men of David today. Thank you. As our married man, Mr. Chibikim has been married for three years, while Pastor Dami is five years. So in the course of this discussion, we hope to learn from them how to really get ready for marriage. I want to start from this, Pastor Dami. There's any word there that says that, I want to translate it a bit to those who don't understand it. What it simply means is that when the time of a thing gets to, it happens. And if you think about the okwa use in this case, you know, it just happens on its own without anybody. I don't know if you know, those of us who grew up in the village understand that that's how <laughs> it happens. So somebody now says, if that is the case, is that the case about marriage? If that's the case about marriage, what's the point in saying whether you are ready for marriage? Once you reach the time, it happens. No, definitely not. I don't think that applies to marriage. Why do you say so? Like, there is time to get married. I mean, it's not written in Proverbs 3, but there is time to get married. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 3, you mean? <laughs> yes. Are you saying there is no time to get married that once it gets to? getting married just happens there's there's a time to get married however it's not something that is bound to happen because of time right when you plant the okwa your village proverb that you used at a certain time whether we like it or not as long as life is working normally it's raining at the right time the sun is shining on it that okwa will grow and it will become ripe if you don't pluck it by that time it will spoil it will decay. Am I correct? Yeah. Now, it's not the same way for marriage. You will grow physically. Nothing will stop that. Hopefully, you know, you're eating, life is going on normally. Hopefully, he would grow in stature. But it still doesn't work that way for marriage. Marriage has um, preparations that are consciously put in. I don't know if what I said made sense. Yeah. Yeah, so there is there has to be this conscious preparation okay better example jam recommended age for entry into university is 16 and above mm-hmm. you cannot tell me that any boy any girl once the child hits 16 yeah, is qualified to enter the university you see so it's the same thing with marriage that child has to make certain preparations he has to pass certain exams and tests you know has to have some things 
um, some mental preparations as it were to step into that institution that university and marriage is like that marriage is an institution i heard that's why they give us certificates from day one do you agree with what he said yes yes i agree totally when it comes to the issue of marriage there is a there's a lot of preparations that must happen before one gets involved or even starts that that journey so uh, for the adage you're saying i think the only thing that happens naturally without whether you do anything or not is age but every other thing they have to be a conscious effort to it before it happens so marriage is one thing you have to uh, in fact the preparation is very key it's very important and if you're not ready then i don't think you should even consider going in what makes a man ready for marriage uh, that, that question is uh, is a very broad, but just in my own understanding or in my own situation, I think what 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 I would say made me ready for marriage is when I got to understand uh, what is the scripture saying as regards marriage, what are the criterias, and to a large extent, I was able to understand or have a grip of it. That was when I would say I, I, I was ready for marriage. I was coming in a background where I wouldn't want to be like that as a guy's a father or or as a guy's a husband to a wife. So that means I really needed to learn what marriage is. And if you're a Christian, you should know by now what you hear or what you see that is prevalent in our society. That is not marriage as God wants it. So if you want to consider, before I did that, so I had to take out time, did a lot of research, reading, studying, as regards that subject, marriage, so I had to understand it well before I venture in. If not, there's a lot of uncertainty. The thought that you don't even, you are not, for instance, you're, whoever is your partner you're choosing, you're just making that decision based on faith. You made, you, of course, you do every of your analysis based on what you have, but it's still a work of faith. Because the truth is that things can go south, and for crying out loud, the person you're marrying is a woman being, so something can go on, go wrong. So, but when you understand what is it, for instance, one thing I got to settle before marriage is, one thing my tomorrow taught me is how to be alone and not lonely. That was one thing I had to deal with on my own personally. Because marriage will not fill that void if you are lonely. So I had to understand that concept first before going in. And of course, like, like what Pastor Banke used to teach us in, in the books and if, even on, in his messages, I have to understand what is really important in marriage. All these things, I had to settle them first before I said I'm now ready to embark on this journey or this institution, as my brother said, called marriage. I want to come back to some of the points you made in the course of your answer, but then I want to hear from Pastor Dami, what really makes a man ready for marriage? Is it age? or availability of a girl or having something doing. You know, you know the way they have something doing. They ask you, when you go to your father and daughter, they say, what do you do for a living? Some people now say they breathe oxygen for a living. <laughs> so what does that really makes a man ready for marriage? What makes a man ready for marriage? I'll say a combination of some of these things you mentioned. Um, I said some, I would have said all, but availability of a girl doesn't mean a man is ready for marriage. Like if yeah. God sends a girl across here and say, if I kill and eat, I should just be looking at the girl. Like, not literal killing and eating, but that. See, the God babe. who told you to kill and eat, now you're discussing with him. Um, <laughs> okay. ma- marriage is when a boy is for men, it's not for boys. That's okay. it. Now, when does a boy become a man? when he starts to take responsibility when he starts to take responsibility not just for himself now but for others right that's the difference between a boy and a man and when a man when a boy becomes a man he's generally ready for marriage now when we talk about christian marriage we are talking about we are on a on a whole new plane it's not just about physical responsibility now. The Christian marriage is spiritual. The Christian marriage is about expressing Christ and the church. 
the world has to understand the image of Christ and the church just by looking at a Christian man and his wife. So you see that what now makes him ready beyond the physical that he's a responsible guy, not just responsible for himself now, but he can he is showing he is showing that he can be responsible for other people. Let me give an example. How old was David when he killed Goliath? We are not sure, but he was likely within his teen years, yeah. 17, 18 thereabouts. He took responsibility for himself. He was jealous for the name of the Lord and he took responsibility for his nation. He saved his nation from slavery, from potential slavery. That's a response. He was did you see the reward that was given to him? Yeah, he negotiated a fine bid. No, this was not a negotiation. It was there already. Was the not the one who said who what will he they said, do what for will they do? Yes, now it, it wasn't a negotiation, it was, it was there, there already. already. Was the there. promise was there already. Okay. That okay. anybody because they did not expect that a boy will bring down a giant. Okay. It turned out that yes, he was a boy in age, in stature, or whatever. He was still living with his parents. But as soon as he brought that guy down, oh boy, go and live on your you, you can't continue living with mommy and daddy. You see, so he became a, he, 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 as soon as he showed that he was a man, he was qualified for marriage. I don't, so I think, um, I don't know if I answered your question. Yes, yes, I get what you're saying. So, essentially, what, from what you say, the main point about being ready to marry, get, be married is responsibility. Like, exactly. Yes, and maturity uh, is important to other words. Yes. What does yes. maturity really mean for a man <laughs> intending to get married? Uh, in a nutshell, of course, the scripture is clear. He said you have to live to cleave. You understand? One, it takes maturity to do, to do that. Uh, of course, adding to what he mentioned as a guy responsibility. But this is how you see it. You, you are ready to marry when you know you are ready to... You are matured enough and to take responsibility to start raising your own home. You don't start falling back to your... There are decisions you take when you want to do these things you do them even if they are not pleasing but because they are more like the standard that goes with this decision that you want to get married for instance you could you could be fortunate that you have a dad who has an estate and as a result you have your own kind of a flat or your own abode in his house but when you want to take this decision you start considering it's not start considering you need you know you need to leave that is one thing Secondly, I'm just trying to explain what maturity is. So, it also now entails that you now need to start uh, your name, if your name as it is now, the Dingwoke is your dad, but now you are now going to define your own name, which is Ifan Chuku. I don't know if you understand. So, that is what maturity, knowing fully where that. Of course, all these years, your father, it depends on when you are getting married, though. Your father must have been taking care of a lot of things for you as a as a son. But right now, you are going to, in quotes, let go of those responsibilities that he has been covering for you. And you're going to stand, not just standing on your own, but you're going to have a wife. And in few, just a matter of time, you have kids that you do the same thing your dad was doing for you. So that is where maturity. So it's something you need to be aware, get to this level. If not, you may start running back when, when you, when you, st- without even. So there is physical maturity, financial maturity, emotional maturity. That's how I'll summarize what he said. Now, the impression I get is that, for example, he said you have to leave your parents, for example, as an estate or something like that. You have to make decisions which may not be pleasant to everybody. What it means that some persons who used to give you money, assuming you make decisions that are not pleasant to them, they will cut off. They may cut off the money, and then what it means is that there's a degree of financial responsibility or maturity, a huge degree of financial maturity needed for to be get. How much money do I need to get married? Do I need to have to come to that level where I can actually go say I'm going to, I'm, I'm able to get married? Okay, on this, I will answer with my own experience. I, I, for me, how much do you need? I, I did that with, with nothing. Nothing? Is it figurative or literal? Not literal. Literal as in literal as it is. So I'll just share my own story. Uh, three years before I finally got married, I tried doing that venture, but 
eventually I could not. When we did all the calculation with my wife to be in question, I could remember the eatery where we are. Chai. Because we bought, uh, I think it was soft drink, I think Coke and Fanta or something, and we sat down and uh, after running through the budget of doing the wedding in quote, literally my feet could not carry it then, sincerely, because considering what I was earning, what she was earning put together, and what we had before us, I didn't have enough boldness. But of course, you know, by faith, we still claim we're going to do it. But it just matter of moons. It was clear to both of us that uh, this thing can work. So we we had to. In fact, at the point we, we had to post that relationship because he's, he's actually the same lady I later married, got married to. Okay. So, but down the line, I think two years after, I can't remember the exact. I've even forgotten. I think two years after, we made that decision again. This time around. There's no cash. I didn't have, I can't remember if I, I don't know if I have up to 10,000 naira in my account, both on cash and in bank, when I decided I wanted to get married. But this time around, there's this certainty that is the time. I don't know how I got to that point. There's this boldness that is, is the time. Of course, my wife was doing something, but my wife-to-be is doing something much better now. But that's, that is not necessarily the point. We just got to this point. I said, I could. I think it's the right time to do this. And we embarked on it. And I can tell you every other thing. In fact, it got to a point where a brother, a brother, when I say brother, of course, a brother met me and said, anything that I want, if there's any area where I'm finding it difficult, this was at the peak of our preparation for the wedding. I should let them know that they are, the family, they will, they will be ready to support us. But because it was already a fit decision, I could not ask them for anything. I just mm. smiled and told them, okay. But I never asked. They gave me an open check, but I never used that. And they, you did the wedding? Went to continue with of wedding? Of course. I did, I did my wedding. We did everything. I, I never asked them for that. They, they, gave, they gave us gifts after our wedding. And we received it with thanksgiving. Why? Because we already know what we were doing was a work of faith. When I wanted to go and see my in-law, the Lord supplied a lot of wisdom. It's not necessarily the money, but he supplied a lot of wisdom on how we're able to manage it. I can <laughs> I don't want to bore you with the details, but one just to show you how the Lord was leading us or leading during the process. I, I was supposed to go and see my in-laws. Uh, there are things, a lot of lists, what you are supposed to buy. Of course, because of the cost, it was cheaper for me to do the buying myself. So I can sort my go to the main people, guy, get this thing. So I was going to go to market that day, waiting to be precise. And I needed, my cash was short of 7,000, what I needed to buy that day. But I was dressing up to go. Before I left my house, I got an exact alert of 7,000. Somebody was just supporting me for the wedding. And that was how I made it up. So it was more like, when I say I did, it was not as if I had, it was sufficient unto the days thereof. I'm just taking care of what I needed to do day by day, day by day. Is it how I wore the shoe I wore for my wedding? I wanted to buy another shoe. Just get a good pair of shoes. When I went to check around with my best man, the shoe they were calling, the price is brought, you know, they. You understand? So I, I decided I was going to polish my own very well and use it. But lo and behold, yeah. I got a gift of shoe a night before the, I think a day before my wedding. You, you understand? Mm. So that was how it was happening. I had things I wanted to, I wanted to scrape out just to give you how the Lord did it, I wanted to, if you attended my wedding, you know it was, it was just straight to the point. There was no one, I'm into events. You refused to invite me to Zoom COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, I wanted, wanted to do chops. When they told us the price of chops, yeah, we had intention of doing it. And <laughs> interesting enough, the person that gave us the price was a sister. So she was just giving us the cost of production. But my brothers were progressing. Uh, when we started doing priority, we had to, uh, we had to scra- scrap that one out entirely. So this is how the Lord supplied wisdom. And we had, in fact, people say that our wedding was, uh, was a beautiful one. But what a good wedding. Okay, so that's what I mean when I say you don't, there's no particular funds, amount you need to have before you embark on this. For me, as I said, it was this knowing. There's this knowing I got to, this confidence, this assurance. Then... I embarked on it, and to the glory of God, all is history. Pastor Dami, there's a possibility that somebody listening to this will say, Mr. Chibikin was reckless. Like, how could he start something like that? What do you think? 
that's exactly what financial maturity is. Being reckless. Not reckless. Reckless is a misunderstanding of what he just described. But what he described is financial maturity. Financial maturity is not having money. It is knowing what to do with your finances. Setting priorities correctly. That's the difference between a boy and a man. The ability to think, alright, let's sit down, let's pray about this. Let's, let's, um, the ability to solve financial problems, right, from where you are. So, take this man, just drop him in Sokoto with this shirt, knicker and slippers. Just the way he's, just take him like that, drop him in Sokoto. He's not with his ATM, nothing. No phone. No phone, nothing. If you come back in one month and find him begging on the road, then he has not learned, then he's not financially mature. The ability to um, manage himself and take responsibility for someone else. Mm. So financial maturity is that we know what to do. He cut off chops. Chops is very nice for a wedding. There are other things that he had. I mean, he planned to put on the shoe, his, his normal shoe. He was going to polish it neatly and wear it for his way. I was going to do the exact same thing. If not that, God of also provided. Two of you are good disciples of Because Banki keeps saying that he regretted buying the shoe he bought. I mean, polish your shoe and wear. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> One guy was coming for my younger sister's hand in marriage. Um, they didn't get married eventually not because of me anyway she didn't agree for him but one of the reasons I didn't like him was I saw the way he handled money right how much was his salary then back then this was like five six no about eight years ago salary was about eighty thousand and then PS4 just came out that time it was a hundred and fifty thousand thereabout and he was buying PS. He would buy, you know, he would buy drinks for his PS4. Guys. Isn't that this game they play? Yes, yes that's it. Yes. He's only 80k and he's buying the PS4. Yes, now he saved. You, do you understand? So he has enough savings, but see his priority. He has the money, but he's not financially mature. If they sack him from that job, like I was sacked, I mean, few months three months before my wedding. What would he do? Did you cancel the wedding? No, definitely not. So I take to him. <laughs> Just like him. Our stories are very similar. There's this man. thing. That is what it means to be a man. You know, when you said sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof, I, I realized uh, that was in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus was saying, don't worry about tomorrow. What you will eat, what you will drink, how you will be clothed. Children, don't worry about tomorrow. He was talking to men. He was talking to men. That was how he raised 12 men. A number of them were family men. And they were still able to take care of their families. Just working with him. He was teaching them something about maturity. You see, the Christian life is different from the regular life. Right? You say I've not said anything about plans. Mm. So I've not said anything about strategizing, structuring. No. There is this trust in God. Right? There's this dependence on God that is not irresponsible. That is not reckless. Like you said. Mm. There's this... That's where the faith comes in. The just shall live by faith. That, that's, this is his life now. So, and it takes maturity to come to that point. Uh, I, I need to balance this because from your curiosity, how we are, <laughs> how we are sending, how, what we are answering, what he said, responsibility, I need to balance it. There's a balance. We, we need to clear something. Let's bring a balance to it. When I say this, you know, one is this. I, I just, I keep telling people, if you're a Christian, then irresponsibility is not part of you. That's Laziness right. is not part of you. So All when right. I say this, it's also very careful. I'm very careful to want to clarify something. When I said, look at how my wedding, remember, one, let me say I'm, I'm a hustler. 
let me use that word let me borrow that slang okay. what i mean is that i work really hard but i'm also aware that my provision comes from the lord it's not from, because of what i'm doing i can tell you it's a story for another day so when i'm telling you about my wedding let me also give you a scenario i had a job after a day after my wedding i wedded on friday my wedding i had a wedding job i'm a decorator on saturday i did that job i collected the job i did it for two reasons one i need that money two it was also a brother who was in my own scenario he needed how to make his own happen mm. he needed a decorator his budget was low so we uh, we had to do this so my wife was how how tell him so girl now we need money to how who go who they work on the day i'm telling you sincerely if that job was on friday the same day of my wedding i would have collected that job how i would do the job if it means dropping by taking my boys they're making sure they are working while i go go for my wedding during the reception one of the i'll breeze out is <laughs> within enugu i'll do that i'm very sincere i'm very frank with you why because i understand what is important let me use that word i understand what is important i yeah. also understand when you talk of wedding the, the most important thing that is important in wedding so when i'm saying this as you guys one one can tell that i'm being reckless it's not reckless it's faith i also want to clarify the fact that i'm not lazy i work really hard but at the same time i don't trust on that i don't i don't depend on that i trust that the lord will supply all my needs according to his riches in christ and he has been doing that he has been doing that so i just wanted to clarify your so there's a lot of work to it but that was that is not a, a where where our source is that's coming from. a lot of work is what it means to be a man okay yes boys now, are not ready to put in that lot of work i get it now uh those both of your wives no your the, your wife to be know your situations that time before you got married that was she aware that you were fired pastor dami was he aware that pepe no day mr chief again uh, uh, if if she was not aware then i i, I think my marriage would have been built on false she didn't panic she didn't panic uh, one because i think she she understood and she trusted me you, you understand she mm. trusted me the reason is this if you are one that believes is clear you can communicate it if if i was if i had any doubt I, i'm sure she couldn't accept one of the reasons that her family raised an eyebrow uh, they say ah uh-uh. which one be decorator when they asked her what is your husband doing she said my husband is a decorator they say which one be decorator again that was the feedback you understand so mm. But of course, she has seen me. She has interacted. We have been friends for a while. She knows my person. She knows what I wanted. She knows that this guy could be, <laughs> could be down financially now. But he knows what he wants, and it most importantly, he has God. So my wife was aware of everything. In fact, I don't need to tell you. That, do you know my wife was earning more when we got married? But after the marriage, I asked her to stop working, and she relocated to Enugu to join me. And my job did not improve, but I did that because that was what i believe was the right thing to do so uh, it's just it, i'm just trying to tell you that it's not it's not about that i made cake my wife used to sometimes when she wanted to joke she said her cake is like birthday cake i did cake because she wanted cake if not i've already scrapped cake away and the cake finally came because the person i was supposed to make is okay why well, i'm not using it to support you but before then i already chose the size of cake based on what i can trust god for which was a size a birthday size of cake that was what i could believe god that's Knowing, what you caught on your wedding yes if if i can show you the picture that was what i trusted god i believed god for i just wanted to fulfill her just so that she would be happy you know? <laughs> so uh, yes my wife was away um, um, <laughs> no I, i'm not i'm not i'm i'm, I'm concerned about <laughs> okay i'm not saying what this is this wrong words well, I didn't have to bother about cake because I didn't do wedding reception. I just wedded and get out and went home. The only... <laughs> Why are you firing us? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're worse than us, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I went to trad and dance. They say cake. I said, bring this plastic cake. They go... <laughs> Did they cut cake in trad? They, they said they cut. I said, I mean, there is this one day that is just they keep on. Hey, keep that one, I mean, because 
So I, I'm not, I'm work, my concern is that a lot of ladies, including Christian girls, they won't go on this walk. That's actually why I'm asking whether your wives were aware. I spoke with a Christian sister one time. I was not talking to her on to marriage. I was talking to her on to just general gist. So she says she cannot marry her, her, she cannot leave her father's house and marry into a guy's room. She has that taste about wedding. Less than two years after her wedding, she was divorced. That is always the, the case with those people. And then so, I, I, that's her own case. Sometimes I don't know whether that's divorce. So many sisters will just say no because you don't have what they... So that's actually why I'm asking whether your wife knows, mm. Pastor Dami. Now, you're going to answer the question when we come back after this, bit because it's time for a break already. If you just joined us, you're still listening to Men of the Video on Kingdom World Radio, the gospel radio that helps you know Christ and live by his truth. Today we are looking at um, readiness for marriage and we're asking the question to men of David, are you really ready for marriage? This sister you are talking to, is it really time to get married to him? This wedding picture you are admiring and saving on your phone, is it really time to get married? That's what the question we're asking today. And to help me answer this question, I've been joined by Pastor Dami Nola Ezako and Mr. Chibikim Chukubikim. It has been an interesting conversation and uh, we'll continue this conversation after this break. But please, we want you to join this conversation. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, please join us at the KW Radio. If you want to drop your com, um, your input, please use the hashtag Men of David to help us track your contribution. Welcome back. You are still listening to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio, where men gather to discuss issues affecting them learn how to deal with their challenges and become better versions of themselves. So far, we looked at what really financial maturity is and then want to delve into the aspect of marriage, or other aspect of readiness for marriage. Pastor Tommy, before we went on the break, I asked you a question. Was your wife aware that you were fired from your work? Didn't she panic? Yeah, she, she was aware. Um, it was not panic. It was she was worried yes but it wasn't panic um i remembered um i told her i told her that they said they were going to um they were going to lay off some workers those that were employed from october 2015 downwards and um i was employed in november 2015 and she told me to have some faith. She was teaching me about ambience of faith. She encouraged me to listen to Pastor Banky. One of Pastor Banky's messages titled The Ambience of Faith. She told me I didn't have faith. But she was saying that all that because she didn't know how much detail I knew. I, I knew that the letter was ready. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I said, okay, no problems. Uh, I told her I would travel. It was the week after our trial. So I traveled, got the letter, gave it to her. And um, she, she, she cried. She cried and she asked me, where do we go from here? Oh, I said, this is up to you. Do you want to continue or not? She said, of course that's out of the question whether she will continue she just wants to know what what my plan is and see that's where being a man is see um the uh, the the i think one of the things I, i'm not talking about other ladies right there are ladies different people have their orientations in the faith but i think that there's something beautiful about a Christian lady who trusts God and who trusts you, who trusts that you are following God correctly, who trusts that this guy knows what he's doing. And I think it's, um, for me, it was a good start to our marriage. That thing of, I, I trust you. I trust that you would, you would find a way. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I disappointed to the glory of God. <coughs> to the glory of God. <laughs> okay. Now, there are different di dimensions of maturity you talked about when you were answering your question. 
if we have to take every single one of them, we may not live here today. So we're going to just talk to some of them briefly. Okay. We talked about spiritual maturity. Yes. And then this is of interest to me because... <clears throat> this is of interest to me because when Pastor Banky was a man of David on the show, there's something he said. It shocked me. Because I asked him, talked about the man is supposed to teach his children. I said, what if I'm not a man of God, as in pastor and all of that? He almost said, if you, if you don't have the word of God to teach... Who are you? What are you fathering anybody for? Like, I mean, shift. You never qualify to do that kind of work. What do you think? I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him totally. That is the truth. How much uh, word should I know before I get married as a man of David? Mr. Chippingham. Uh, one, you know, it's progressive. Our work with Christ is progressive. It's a continuum. But the most important thing is that you are you're a student of the word. You are not this one that is holding on to what your your parents taught you that may not have known anything as regards the right gospel. And secondly, you are one that understands the true gospel. That is the summary. It's a continuous thing. You just keep learning. The summary is that make sure you're a student of the world. You keep studying. You keep learning. Because if there's anything as regards the spiritual aspect, you are a prophet and priest in the house. So you're supposed to instruct your wife, you're supposed to teach your children, especially in this age and time where there's a lot of madness happening in the environment. So if you, if you don't have a grasp of the word of God, then you lose your bearing. There's no doubt about it. You're going to lose your bearing as a man in the home. I think I understand the part of being priest. I don't understand the part of being prophet. I don't see things. How am I supposed to it's do not seen. When I mean prophet is that you should be able to <laughs> should be able to pray for your wife and declare the word of God over her. That is prophecy. Okay. It's okay. not it's not it mustn't be seeing vision and <laughs> that is prophecy too. Pastor Zavi, am I supposed to be able to see things before I can do the work of I, I'll be I'll become spiritually mature enough to get married. So Pastor Zavi, do I have to be a, a do I have to have white cassock and be seeing things to be a pastor or priest as a spiritual man in the home? No, it, you don't have to. Uh, in fact, some of those people who have cassocks and all that are more disasters in the home. Some of them are more disasters in the home than those of us who wear t-shirts and jeans. Hmm. You use the word spiritual man. Hmm. So we are talking the spirit of the man. The cassock and all of those things are physical. So as long as his spirit is becoming like Christ, as long as his spirit is hungry for God, he wants to know more, he wants to love God more, then he's, he's um, spiritually mature enough to father a home. And then he keeps growing. I read something in scripture that blessed me. When Jacob was running from Laban, he told Laban that, were it not for the God of my father Abraham, the fear of Isaac, you would have done me more harm than you have. It struck me that Joseph, Jacob was not close to his father Isaac. Jacob was a mommy's boy. But he could see in his father's life that there's one outstanding thing about daddy. Daddy fears God. Psalm 34 verse 11. Come, you children, listen to me. And I will teach you the fear of God. So the ability to be able to remember children learn from our actions more than they learn from our words. Mm. So a spiritually mature man is one who is consistently growing in the fear of the Lord, in the knowledge of the Lord. And his wife and children can see this. So that's a good place to start. Do you think a man can still be the leader in your home if his wife is more spiritual than him? If there's anything like that? Yes, uh, it, there's something like that. We, like there somebody are, being more spiritual than another person? Yes. Do you think a man can still lead the home in such context? Yes. Yes. Uh, being, uh, when you say more spiritual, I'm... I'm, I'm this is the scenario that came to my head. Imagine the woman in quote is the seer, is a prophet, a, prophet, a prophetess, and the man is not called to any the fivefold ministry. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a mechanic. That's what you mean? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think no, that's what you mean. That that's 
I wanted to say it's it's a wrong way to judge spirituality. Exactly. I, I needed I, I in fact my mind didn't go to this one. I actually asked yeah. the question because there are people who think that there are seers, there are people who see clearly, they hear, you know. How do we say it in Igbo? On a fools or on a, you uh, know, and they are not they are spiritual babies. There uh, are GOs that are spiritual babies. So when you said a woman um, you know, can a man lead when the wife is more spiritually mature? I I, I didn't say spiritually mature. I, I use the word spiritual, spiritual deliberately spiritual. because the okay. word people describe as spiritual is that she can pray from 6 p.m. to the uh, next 6 a.m. She sees things and she speaks in tongue. And then this other guy is a is a, a bricklayer, for example. About some normal but money he devotion, God. he prays to God. He's a proper Christian yeah. man. So he will, lead her, he will lead her very well. He will lead her. He can lead her very well. Yeah, he can. And if 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 your wife does that, I think you have a lot of teaching to do to her, to do for her, or to you have a lot of things to teach her. From what you just explained, of course, leadership in the home is not determined by the amount of spiritual activity the wife or the husband does. This is given to God. This is given from God to the man. Irrespective of the position of your wife, spiritually, socially, or even, uh, I don't know which other, emotionally, the man is the leader in the home. And just what I want to point out, what I want to point out as regards the spirituality, if you ask me as a nation, I think Nigeria as a nation, we need more of a spiritual leader. We need more spiritual, mature men than ever before. We need it as a nation. We are in their need of it. I go around as a father. I'm, 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 I've started praying to God for grace to be able to teach my children some. There are some things you see some society do. For instance, common one, traffic, obeying traffic. For, for instance, you go to a junction, there's no traffic. But ability to hold on for another to pass before you pass. That is one. For instance, I don't know if you have lived in a public house before, public compound. To know that you should have a, it should be a level your volume of your home mm-hmm. theater, whatever you have, should get to. Why? You're being considerate of your neighbor. It's things I think a Christian father should teach their children how to be considerate, how to obey some of this. So, if you ask me, but you know, when we talk of spirituality, I just want to point that it's not just about praying or declaring, it's passing on the principle and precept of God. To your offspring. Briefly, would you advise a brother who a lady sees things like that, why they are still checking whether they are marrying or not to continue with the marriage? If the brother is, uh, what is the word now? If he's strong-willed enough to hold her grip, because those people you need, sure. you need to first of all know your stand with God to be because this person will come with a lot of God said, "I am seeing this." Um, so if you are not mature. Christian, you can't handle that. You'll be swayed by those, those sin and prophecy you get. Mm. But if you are strong head, if you are, if you are, if you are stubborn in the Lord, you know your stand. Then, by all means, go ahead. Go ahead only when the so-called sister, spiritual sister, truly fears the Lord, because it's possible to be doing all this activity and you don't even fear the Lord. Really? Yes. Pastor Dami. Yes. These things are gifts of the spirit. You don't do you don't really do anything to get a gift. It's just there. And but it can be misleading because they a lot of them I know are unteachable. And frankly speaking, I would not advise any Christian man to marry an unteachable person. This is me talking. And so um your spiritual gift does not really does not determine your spiritual maturity. An example, I'm a teacher, pastor teacher, it's a spiritual gift. I didn't do anything to get, I just got born again. And as I started, you know, growing in the things of God, I began to realize that this was an area that God was giving me a gift in. So I can open scripture, I can quote in a 15 minute discussion, I can quote 10 different scriptures and link them up and make you see things that you had not seen before. However, the scripture says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So, um, Ephesians says that we may grow up in, into him in all things, 
in love. So you see that spiritual maturity is measured by how much love you have for God and how much love you have for God's people. Now, love makes me humble myself, sacrifice myself like Christ did for the church. Now, all of these things are the workings of God in me. How much of my... Does, I can still teach on the pulpit and be beating my wife at home. That is not spiritual maturity. So it is very possible. I think that was the question you asked me. Mm. It is very possible to be manifesting these gifts. If it was the gift of, you know, it's because of our African traditional mindset that we seem to um, be more amazed as people who manifest the seeing gifts and the hearing gifts. There's no, it, there's no big deal. It's, it's as, um, it's as, um, how would I put it now? It's a gift. Let me just leave it at that. It's a gift of the spirit. And so, the same way, I know someone who sees and hears. I know someone who sees and hears. Yet, um, he's a wife bitter. Hmm. He's not mature. He's not spiritually mature. He's not emotionally mature. How does this maturity really happen? Sasha began. What does a man of David do to at least hasten his maturity? Is it is a one is a spiritual work. And when I say, for instance, starting from my own self, I'm giving, I'm going to give you answer this question practically from my own self. What I did basically was just to open myself up to God for Him to instruct me. I started from a place where. I was born into a Christian home, in quotes. I was baptized, confirmed, all those things. But I was not, I, was, I wouldn't say I was a Christian then. But when I made that decision, I was, I was ready to drop, not that I was ready, I dropped everything that I knew before and I was open to learn what truly God wants me to do, how he wants me to live my life. So it starts from there. It starts from willingness not to hold to any stronghold. Because you see a Christian man telling you that my, my, my people is a crazy anything your people and it's not from the scripture, please. You discard it. I was coming, I'm coming from a home where, uh, it, uh, as I said, <laughs> the home where I'm coming from is not the standard of God. So I knew that from the scriptures and I dropped everything about it and I opened my. So if you say, how do you do that? One is by prayer, by study, and most importantly, by letting go of every stronghold. You see that Psalm 123, is it 129? I mean, Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me, and yeah, that prayer is very is a very valid prayer for any Christian who is sincerely trying to mature and conform to the image of Christ. You make that is because there are a lot of strongholds because of experiences where we are coming from. And in your quest to become like God, in your quest to be a man of David indeed, in you need to just let go of any strongholds, let go of any belief that is not in accordance with the standard of the scriptures. That is where it starts from. So you may take difficult decisions. I'm telling you, you may take, but of course the grace is sufficient. It's, it's just if you, are, if you are willing. So there's nothing I can do on myself rather than willingness as a Christian man. Just the willingness. Pastor Domi. Yes, sir. Please, how do we do this Christian maturity thing? How does a man of David hasten his ma- become mature? What yeah. activity should be my what should be my daily activities to guarantee spiritual maturity for me? My brother has just mentioned them. Surround surrendering yourself to God. Teach me. Um you know, search me, know my heart, try me, know my anxious thoughts, you know. Um Hebrews five says strong mates belongs to those who by reason of use have their senses discerned to differentiate between good and evil so um using what you are learning using what god is teaching you so we learned something today in um tuesday in our tuesday bible study you don't just stand up and go home and forget about it you practicalize it you you know the as pastor is talking in the two hours he's talking or he's teaching there are certain things that he's saying that are quite practical that are direct you take note of them you know there's one and i do that consciously and that you would you would not within a short time you would not recognize yourself 
then again following good examples right my wife noticed something about pastor banky's children and a few other people that she mentioned that when you ask their children how are you they say it's well with me they say you know she and she checked she compared all of those things and said we need to get a scripture that our children can say when someone asks them how are you and yesterday someone asked my 4 year old how are you and he said i'm growing in wisdom and stature and favor of god and man that is practical right so when you copy good things not the not the physical expression of what they are doing the copy the thank you the spirit behind what is being done you will i mean you would see yourself improve when you listen to other people too you listen to men of david yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> a major part of being a man after marriage is actually leading in a home a major part of being a, a father or a man in a home is leadership how should i get ready what shows that i'm ready to actually get married to actually lead in a home before i, I actually start talking to a sister about getting married mr chibigam uh, when you talk of that i don't think uh, yes is 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 the criteria but even before marriage any matured man should be a leader yes what if i'm not in any office like i just did my house you must not be in any office you must not be it's possible you are in a family where you're the last and you're still a leader leadership Leading is not who get like okay okay, okay okay sorry leadership is not when you talk of leadership what is leadership leadership is coming to that point where you're responsible and you're ready to influence people to go on a, on a course a particular course so that you don't need any any office you can influence your elder brothers or elder sister to go on your way when you think is the right course is the right thing to do for instance maybe you think uh, they are not honoring your parents that is your parents your siblings you don't think they are honoring the, your parents enough you can talk to them ah ebon i don't think we are giving enough honor to our dad our parents as we ought to look at what i think we should do if you're able to do that you're a leader leadership is not by office you occupy and it has it has to do with your personality knowing that so that is what i mean by leadership so any man even before marriage you should be a leader in your own capacity so that being said when you now come to the home what leadership first of all is that from my experience you can't be a leader without being certain of some principle that is why i also want to put this covered whatever we have said here we're we're talking to, we're addressing christian men yes sir if you're not christians this thing it will be sounding very greek to you you won't understand it we're talking to men who have the spirit of christ so in a home if you're not just as you ask how do you exact you just have to lead you lead by for instance just simple things like for for instance when we got married how when you talk of leading a home I did love my siblings staying with me from what I've learned from Pastor Banky. I tried doing it the other easy way. I found out that human being is human being. You just need to destabilize the structure so you can set a new structure. So what I did was to my siblings they have to leave so that my wife can come in own the home, they can visit or they even want come back and stay if she wants that. That is leadership. Okay. So I'm just giving you a typical so how do you lead? You just lead by standing by your principle having a principle of course from this word of god that you're convinced about and you you stay true to it in respective of emotion in respective you just stay true to what is right okay um i i time is up but then there's something an encounter i had with someone one time i want us to trash it now one time i met a man who was discussing in the course of gist he said in person that he couldn't have married without a car how can he get married without a car what wickedness does those of us who get married without a car do to our wives? Of course, he talked about it in the sense that where is he going to keep his children? How can he be dry, carry his new bride? Then Keke was not this rampart. This was around 2015 or so. How can he be carrying his children and enter, entering public transport and all of that? So what wickedness is it did those men who marry without a car do to their wives? Yeah, the wickedness is that they are doing it to themselves too. They are under the sun together. My brother, I had something like that too, and that was my own plan too. It was my biggest dream. 
to have a car before you get married? Yes. So you got it? No. In fact, the only dream in my life that has come true is <laughs> that I married this girl. Every other dream, just, you know, life has told me, stop dreaming, this guy. Just be a man. Just obey and keep just keep, obey keep. and keep yeah exactly keep moving. <laughs> just keep doing what you have to do. Cars have accidents, don't they? Cars yeah. vehicle engines knock. Cars have problems. What is it about I must get a car? You get a car and then the car now knocks engine or it is stolen the day after your wedding. What would you now do? We don't have to keep pretending like we can figure out everything about the future okay but it must be obvious that you are not lazy that you are not lazy this girl is seeing that see baby if i have money for the kind of car we want i would have bought it for you since but don't worry you see i'm putting in my best we yeah. will get it the car is coming you see when my brother was answering your question about leadership he used a word that we had used when we were talking about maturity, responsibility. Maturity is the ability to lead yourself first. You see that thing, that scene of Jesus before Pilate. Pilate was the governor. He had all the powers of Rome behind him. He had the power to release Jesus at a go. And there was nobody that could do any other, anything about it. But with everything, voices here and there, crucify him. Let's turn it to the family scenario now. Mommy is shouting this one. Daddy is shouting this one. Your emotions are shouting this one. Social media is shouting the other one. This talk of, oh boy, you must get a car first. Oh, don't be a wicked man. Where will you put your children? It's all shouting. And then he's before this pilot who can sign a check and write off everything. See how Jesus composed himself. Right there, there was nobody who was leading. He was alone. Or he was leading himself. All his emotions, everything were under his control. This man was in charge. And that is my understanding of leadership. Being a husband. Being mature in these things. Yeah, uh, uh, quickly, to answer the question you asked. I, I don't know where people get this conclusion from. I'm, I wanted to ask you where is it quoted in the scriptures that you you need to get car. Second Hezekiah 3.5. <laughs> but I also understand that people just come with some ridiculous standard or criteria to do things that are not godly. For me, for instance, I could not even dream of that. There are things too wonderful for me when I was doing mine. I didn't have a car when I got my... My wife knew that she can't even... <laughs> and where I was staying... Because of the first, I left one room that I was staying to get a two-bedroom flat before we got married. A lot of story to that. The Lord provided a lot of story to that. So, but where I was, because of my funds, the amount I had, where I got was quite inside. And if you know how Enugu is, Keke does not apply that route. If you want to go in, it has to be by drop. And uh, uh, your guy no get money to do drop. So I enjoyed that process. In fact, when we got married, my wife used to how far it is. I told her, how can this thing be far? <laughs> she would complain that how, how did I end up getting a house here? I told her, how is this thing far? Five minutes through, you just through. It's exercise. To be frank, sincerely speaking, I was enjoying the process. I was just having fun. It was not the I, I don't want to tell you some days that you'll be coming, the whole road is flooded. You have to literally fold your trousers remove your shoe but i was enjoying the whole process and of course down the line we have a car now but that was never a criteria the lord provided the car at his own time and we accepted it with good faith but it's wrong for any christian man to think is a criteria to get married it's not it's, it's unrighteousness I, I i need to use that word because you start putting yourself in pressures and uh, putting yourself on unnecessary pressures that is not is not right all right, um, this conversation is almost unending. Two of you, you not have a way of dragging me to exceed my time. Um, thank you very much, Pastor Dami, for joining us on Men of the V today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Uh, Mr. Chibikim, thank you very much for joining us on Men of the V. Thank you so much. This is what would um, bring today's episode of Men of the V to a wrap. Um, please, the conversation doesn't end here. It continues on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the KW Radio. Also, want to get your feedback if you want to send it by mail 
send to radio at pastor.ng. Uh, Man of David comes your way next week, the same time. And know that Man of David is a program where men gather to discuss issues affecting them, learn how to deal with them, and become better versions of themselves. Until we meet in another episode, may you really be a man of David everywhere you find yourself. Bye.